Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Tuesdays, wherever you may be across this great country or this great land. Uh, I am uh, I am fired up. I am fired up today as we are right now having primaries in Georgia, Alabama, and Arkansas. A lot of SEC state primaries, runoffs in the state of Texas, a lot of, a lot of southern red state decisions being made. I know a lot of you who are listening to me are from those states, so I would encourage you to go get your votes in if uh, you are able uh, to do so in those states. But here is what I pledge to you. I am going to be relentless, absolutely relentless in holding Major League Baseball responsible for pulling the All-Star game out of Atlanta and costing the Braves the opportunity to honor Hank Aaron in the year that he died in Truist Park. And I'm going to do that because... Major League Baseball lied to every American sports fan when they pulled that game out of Atlanta. They said because of the Georgia voting bill, which they called Jim Crow 2.0, Joe Biden, Delta Airlines, Coke, lots of different major corporations, they said that they were going to be, there were going to be severe consequences over this bill. Well, Tonight, we'll have the final numbers, but rest assured that the overall number of people voting in Georgia is going to skyrocket compared to 2018. I think a big reason why that is happening is because of the increased trust in Georgia voting, but also because Georgia makes voting relatively easy compared to many states, including Major League Baseball's own home state of New York. And so, as a part of this, I am going to continue to demand that Rob Manfred apologize for the decision that he made and return the All-Star game to the state of Georgia and to Atlanta. Now, some people out there, including the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, he said, hey, you know what? He was on the show just now. He said, hey, you know, we feel like we got the ultimate revenge because the Atlanta Braves were able to host three World Series games and they won the World Series. And I understand that. But the Braves should have been able to host three World Series games and host the All-Star game. So they were wrong. And when you are wrong and when you lie to everyone in your wrongness, you have to be held accountable for this. So I promise you that I am going to continue to make this an issue until Rob Manfred, the commissioner of Major League Baseball, admits that he was wrong and that he bought into all the hype and all the lies about Jim Crow 2.0 from Joe Biden and apologizes to every Major League Baseball fan, every Georgian, every Atlanta Braves fan, 
for pulling that All-Star game and getting it 100% wrong, okay? I'm going to stay on it. I'm not going to run from it. This is what media should do. They should hold people in positions of power accountable for the decisions they make and the lies that they spread. Rob Manfred, I'm coming for you. I'm not going to forget until you issue an apology and admit you were wrong to pull the All-Star game out of Atlanta. I'm going to continue to hammer you and hammer you and hammer you, rest assured. And by the way, open invite to come on the biggest radio show in America, the Clay and Buck Show, and talk to my audience and apologize for the choice that you made. Because look, I think the other thing we have to do is recognizing that you're wrong is not a sign of weakness. People are wrong about all sorts of different things on a daily basis. If you're a married man like I am, you get told that you're wrong about all sorts of things all day long, every day. And when I get things wrong, I come on and I admit to my audience that I got them wrong. So I'm not saying that this is some form of awfulness that Rob Manfred should have to be involved in. I'm just saying, hey, given the fact that you made these allegations which have now been proven to be false, as the leader of Major League Baseball, you have an obligation to admit that you were wrong and that you behaved rashly and that you bought into what Joe Biden was selling and made a poor choice that was not correct. And by the way, Joe Biden should be asked about this on a far more significant level because his statements and Stacey Abrams' statements and all of the people who tried to sell the idea of Jim Crow 2.0, they lied to Americans, and they divided us. Joe Biden traveled to Georgia to speak and called this stupidly, because he's Joe Biden and he's an idiot. He said it's even worse than Jim Crow. It's Jim Eagle. I don't even know what that means. Is the eagle worse than the crow? (laughs) Because that's the analogy that he was trying to make. Joe Biden's like, This is so much worse than Jim Crow. It's Jim Eagle. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, what what, what about Jim Ostrich? Like, are you trying to use the bird as evidence of how much worse it's going to be? I guess if you're going to argue worse than a crow, maybe a vulture? Because I think of an eagle as being better than a crow. Like, if I had to power rank birds... I think I would put Eagle maybe number one. Not a huge bird guy, but if I had to give you my top five birds, this is just me ranking birds off the top of my uh, head. So please, if you're a huge woodpecker guy, I don't want you blowing up my mentions. I'd probably go Eagle one as my favorite bird. Probably go Owl number two as my second favorite bird. I think the Owl is pretty cool. Not a fan of the woodpecker, but I do, maybe because of Woody Woodpecker, kind of think that the woodpecker's not awful. I'd probably go woodpecker third. Crow and vulture would be at the bottom of my list. I think what we're learning here is that I don't have a great bird vocabulary. Probably the bluebird. Big fan of the bluebird. Uh, Also the mockingbird, I would say. Is a, uh, is a decent bird. I'll say those would be my top five birds. If I didn't give your bird enough respect, no harm intended here. Uh, but Jim Eagle, better than Jim Crow. 
Biden didn't even make sense in his own criticism. My point here in ridiculing all of this is the data is going to be out tonight. And beyond a shadow of doubt, we are going to know that the entire allegation that the Georgia bill was going to suppress the vote was 100% wrong. And everyone who spread that lie needs, absolutely needs to be held accountable for it. From Joe Biden to Rob Manfred to Stacey Abrams to everybody else in the media who ran with it, all of them should have to apologize to their audiences. Uh, Look, I want to make the world a better place. Everybody out there that is listening to me right now knows that that's basically my goal in life. There are few people working harder to make the world a better place than your boy here, humbly. Uh, And as a part of that, with Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC, you guys know that I'm a massive college football fan. I'll give you, with the SEC spring meetings about to begin, I'll give you uh, down on the Gulf Coast uh, in Destin, Florida, I'll give you the answer for what the SEC schedule should look like. Um, I believe that the SEC schedule should have six rotating conference opponents and three regular opponents, every team. Basic math at 16, if you go to nine SEC conference games, would allow you in four years to cover the entirety of the conference, okay? You would cover the entirety of the conference home and away in four years. Three regular opponents, six rotating opponents, so that you would play every team in the conference every two years, guaranteed, and you would play every team in the conference guaranteed home and away every four years. The biggest flaw on expanding to 14, in my uh, view, was that we now go 12 years between teams and rival divisions playing against each other. So instead of, I'll give you an example, Texas A&M and Florida, for instance, A&M goes to Florida once every 12 years in Gainesville. Florida goes to College Station once every 12 years. It doesn't make sense, okay? If you go to college in an SEC school, you should play home and away at every single school that you compete against every four years. And I'll give you at some point my suggestions of who those three yearly rivals should be uh, because that'll be a big discussion. But the fairest and simplest and best solution, eliminate divisions, go to nine conference games, six rotating opponents, three yearly opponents, boom, you are set. There is your solution uh, for everyone that is a college football fan. I've given it to you. I'll write about this maybe on Friday and give you my breakdown of what that should look like. All right, I haven't been following this story a ton uh, because it happened over the weekend and I was super busy with Little League games and all these kids are graduating from school and so I had a bunch of obligations there. Uh, And so I didn't pay a lot of attention to this because I think it arose on Saturday. Uh, But this whole Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson situation uh, as it pertains to, to... Everything that has fallen out is absurd. Okay, so here's basically what happened. Um, My understanding is uh, that Josh Donaldson, uh, I believe it was Tim Anderson, right? So Tim Anderson and Josh Donaldson. uh, Tim Anderson called himself the new Jackie Robinson. Okay, first of all, 
that should be worthy of ridicule, right? Uh, if you're calling yourself the new Jackie Robinson, it assumes that you are doing something anywhere near as significant as Jackie Robinson himself when he broke the Major League Baseball color barrier. So, Josh, uh, Tim, uh, whatever his name is uh, here, uh, Tim Anderson is not doing that, okay? But if you call yourself the new Jackie Robinson, I don't think it's crazy for Josh Donaldson to kind of jokingly call you Jackie as a result of those comments. And he claims he's done it for several years as kind of a joking comment, all right? So let me take it outside of race. If I were suddenly a great Major League Baseball player and as part of an interview, I called myself the new Babe Ruth, it wouldn't be crazy when I was on the Major League Baseball field for people to mock me a bit by calling me Babe on the field, right? If I said, hey, I'm the new Babe Ruth, it wouldn't be crazy for another baseball player when I'm on base or when we're just having a conversation to be like, hey, babe, what's up, right? Because I called myself the new Babe Ruth. When you call yourself the new Jackie Robinson, it's not crazy. You've called yourself already that person for someone to gently mock you by calling you of that name. It certainly is not racist. If you say, I am the new Jackie Robinson, and somebody on the baseball field says to you, hey, what's up, Jackie? You've labeled yourself as the new Jackie Robinson, okay? Uh, I don't understand how this is remotely a controversy. I also don't understand how you're a victim and how Major League Baseball is now suspending Josh Donaldson over this. I got to give credit to Stephen A. Smith for pointing out this isn't remotely a race-related issue. You chose to call yourself the new Jackie Robinson and then other people reacted to that. If anything in this story, it should be the bigger story, you calling yourself the new Jackie Robinson. What are you doing to make the world of baseball such a better place that what you are doing is in any way similar? to what Jackie Robinson did. If anything, Tim Anderson's uh, comparison is the dumbest part of this situation. But the fact that this is somehow labeled racism and Josh Donaldson is potentially going to get suspended for it is just patently absurd. All right? It makes absolutely no sense. Hey, Clay Travis here. We'll be right back. But first, here's a word. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. By the way, the fact that Stephen A. Smith at ESPN is the voice of reason on this is a testament to how crazy and out of whack sports are becoming. Same thing with this story that I'm about to hit on. Credit to Shannon Sharp. Credit to Shannon Sharp from FS1. Evidently, people are upset that LeBron James's son took a white girl to prom. 
And the people who are upset are overwhelmingly, evidently, black. Because they are the new racist in this storyline. Used to be interracial relationships involving black men and white women was super controversial. And the racists who were opposed to this were white people. Now, the shoe is on the other foot. And evidently, I didn't even see all this controversy. Evidently, uh, evidently the controversy is now that people, black people, are upset that LeBron James's son took a white girl to prom. Guess what? That's racist. And let me just tell you something for a minute here. All right, let me just speak truth to everyone out there. Most men don't see race. They see hot and they see not hot. I got to be honest with you. White, black, Asian, Hispanic, men all have a lot in common. They like good-looking women, all right, at all ages. And I got to be honest with you, all the people that I know, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, most men, almost all of them, do not see race. They see hot or they see not hot. I don't know LeBron James. I don't know LeBron James's son, but I would venture a suspicion that they are like almost every other man out there and when they are looking at women, they aren't judging them based on their race. This is why this may be a controversial perspective. Do you know the most successfully diverse and inclusive business of all time where diversity and inclusiveness means Everybody makes more money. The strip club. Think about it. Some of you may have to lie. Have you ever been to a strip club? They got every kind of girl imaginable in the most popular strip clubs because people have different interests. Some people like tattooed girls. Some people like chubby girls. Some people like tall girls. Some people like short girls. Everybody has, in a strip club, whatever your predilection is, if it's a good strip club, there's a girl there for you. The most diverse and inclusive strip club makes more money than a strip club where every girl would look the same. Think about it. You walk into a strip club and every girl is Asian, it's not going to do as well. Maybe, Maybe if you're in Asia. You walk into an American strip club, and every girl is Asian, it's not going to do as well as if there are strippers who are white, black, Asian, and Hispanic. All different types, right? Different body types. The strip club does better the more people who are happy inside of that strip club. Probably not going to be any politicians using that analogy, but it's true. And I think it's crazy that anybody is coming after any kid based on their prom date. Because I would bet as someone who went to prom, believe it or not, twice. I think most people who are going to prom are trying to get the best looking and maybe the nicest and also the most fun and also maybe the funniest, the best overall talent to go to prom with them. Every little boy who turns into a grown man around the time they go to prom, they're trying to outkick their coverage when it comes to their date. And a part of that is not going to be 
what the race of the person they went to prom with is. Just going to see good looking or not good looking. Um, And as a part of that, I got to give credit to Shannon Sharp here. Shannon Sharp got interviewed and said, people would rather you be miserable with someone of your own race than be in love with someone of a different race. It's utterly ridiculous. I actually agree with Shannon Sharp. Well said. Uh, And I'm defending LeBron James' son from any criticism here, which probably wasn't on your bingo card when you started the day. Uh, Look, this is uh, also a, this is is not a good story, by the way, this one. Uh, The details on the Dwayne Haskins death are still coming out. Dwayne Haskins, Ohio State star quarterback, first round draft pick at the time of his death, was playing with the Pittsburgh Steelers and was in Miami with some of his teammates off-season workouts. That's the story, I believe, when he was struck by a car crossing the interstate uh, and died. Um, Details now coming out. Dwayne Haskins had a .24 blood alcohol level. Some reports have it at .20, triple nearly, or triple what the legal blood alcohol level is. Very drunk. When you get to .2 or above, that is a very high level of intoxication. He also had two other drugs, nortamine, if I wrote this down correctly, and ketamine in his system. Those drugs can get into your system a variety of different ways, but it is clear, this was early in the morning, uh, I think around 5.45 a.m., it is clear that he was not in sound mind when he attempted to cross the interstate and was struck and killed in the midst of that interstate crossing. There still remain other details to come out, uh, but that is worth uh, considering uh, right now uh, as all of these details are coming out. Dwayne Haskins' widow, his wife, uh, who was left behind, is arguing and requesting privacy and respect uh, as this these stories continue to come out. But I think it's important Uh, to share some of these details as they do come out. Uh, The city of Philadelphia, which is rapidly uh, elevating itself in the race to be the dumbest city in America in terms of the politicians that are running it, has now reinstituted masks on kids. Uh, This is a fundamental failure of one of the most basic responsibilities of any politician, and that is to protect children and make sure that you are not doing things that make them worse off. Uh, We know that masks don't work. We know that masks in schools make no difference. We know that 75% of kids have already had COVID, and we know that kids who get COVID have almost zero risks associated with that. Everything that Philadelphia is doing here is failing the kids of the city. I would be furious. I'm a public school kid. I went to public school K through 12. It is indefensible to me, the choices that are being made as it pertains to requiring kids to put masks on. Uh, Jake Tapper, under fire at CNN because he didn't take COVID seriously enough. Got to defend Jake Tapper. Everything that I'm seeing about this story, the Daily Beast went after him over. I got to tell you, I don't think Jake Tapper did anything wrong. And I got to tell you this too. We got to stop testing for COVID, okay? If you feel healthy, then you should be able to do your job without having to get regular COVID tests. Uh, I've had COVID twice. Lots of people out there have had COVID twice. Probably going to get COVID again because it's not going away no matter how many shots you get. I'm sure Jake Tapper has had 
three or four different COVID shots. He still tests positive. He would have been fine with or without the COVID shots based on the statistical data because he's relatively young and relatively healthy. The fact that we are still treating COVID positive tests as a reason that you can't be involved in athletics, as a reason that you can't do your regular job, we got to stop testing. There's no basis on testing. If you feel poorly, stay home. That used to be the record. That used to be the story. That's the rational response that we had to health-related issues forever. I don't know why it should change now. Finally, uh, I saw this this morning. Uh, I love the movie, and we are now at uh, the anniversary date of the uh, release of The Last Crusade, the final Indiana Jones movie. And I put this out, and I continue to argue it because I think it is beyond a shadow of a doubt, the truth. May 24th, 1989, uh, that is the anniversary of the release of The Last Crusade in movie theaters. That has now been whatever it is, 33 years ago. Uh, I was 10 years old when Indiana Jones came out. Remember going to see it in the theater. It stayed on in the movie theater forever. Do you remember back in the day, if you're around my age, 1980s, uh, early 90s, when a movie was really popular, it would stay on at the theaters for like six months? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is the best movie, in my opinion, ever made in the 1980s. Here's my power list, my Mount Rushmore. Everybody wants a Mount Rushmore. Here is my Mount Rushmore of... Uh, 1980s films, in order. Best 1980s film of all time, The Last Crusade. Love it. Best Indiana Jones film by far. Superbly written. If you watch it today, and I've watched a lot of these movies all over many times with my kids now, uh, it is a perfect film. Last Crusade, number one. Back to the Future, the original. Second best 1980s movie of all time. Third best 1980s movie of all time. Ghostbusters, and the fourth best 1980s movie, Goonies. My Mount Rushmore of the four greatest 1980s movies, and by the way, when I say greatest, I mean like a movie that everybody can watch, right? I'm sure there's a really serious 1980s movie out there. Uh, The Last Crusade, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, Goonies. If you want a top five, my fifth movie in the top five list would be Top Gun. So maybe that's what I should say instead of Mount Rushmore. My top five 1980s movies of all time that everybody can watch ages six to 80. The Last Crusade, Indiana Jones, number one. Back to the Future, number two. Ghostbusters, number three. Goonies, number four. And Top Gun, number five. There you have it. The five greatest 1980s movies of all time. My name is Clay Travis. In the comments beneath this video, you can share your own opinion as to the greatest 1980s movies of all time. I got to go pick up my kids. This has been Outkick the Show. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. Get your votes in Georgia, Arkansas, and Alabama today. I can't wait to see the primary results. See y'all.